playoffs playoffs just win one game you're talking about playoffs here in the owls americast sheffield one jf Indian with an american accent i'm your host jeffrey Paternostro. we will not be talking about the playoffs this week we will be talking about sheffield, sheffield wednesday football and i've noted the last few weeks i've been drinking more cocktails on the podcast lately which can be nice i do enjoy a, a good cocktail but i find that as our first half review segments time tend to run long i i drink them a little quickly and i'm stuck sitting there until the break with nothing to drink which is kind of uh annoying so i have chosen to uh to pause and reflect on my drinking strategy and i'm drinking a pause and reflect a porter from kent falls brewing up the street in kent connecticut uh, a nice working farm brewery that is probably i mean literally at the end of farmy muddy roads and probably completely impassable until about may but fortunately they did do distribute to my local grocery store where i got this one it's quite nice i'd never had it before i do like a porter it's nice roasty a little bitter it's it's, it's really well balanced so uh, very nice drinking beer and hopefully will last me the entire oxford review it might last me the entire podcast we'll see because it's going to be a uh, an intimate evening with the lister to my rimmer it's james allen james what are you drinking Yes, you're uh, you're speaking my language tonight. Uh, good evening. Um, I'm uh, I'm also uh, experiencing a little bit of a time warp um, because the beer I'm drinking is the beer that I had planned to bring onto the pod last week. Um, mm. For uh, for regular listeners, uh, you'll know that we had a celebratory week last week after the uh, the four two demolition of Plymouth. Um, I was on the substitutes bench. I was uh, I was warmed up. I was uh, stripped off in my in my full kit uh, glory only to be assert by Justin at the last. So I was stood down and it meant that I couldn't bring feeling pretty psyched onto the podcast, which is a, a double Indy pale ale from Rockway, um, who've just started canning again around the corner from me, which is always a good thing because Rockway are literally my old reliable in the neighborhood. So um, I should be well-fueled for the Oxford review. Um, I hope I'm still feeling pretty psyched after we've dissected uh, this week's goings-on, Jeff, but it's nice to be on the pod regardless. I shall stretch my legs and uh, and enjoy the beer. We will review the Oxford game. We'll cover the Wednesday news, and we have a double preview this week with Ipswich Town and Burton Albion. Ah, League One. Gotta love it. You don't have to love the Oxford game. A 3-2 defeat for Wednesday. Another good reason to have James on the pod never a bad reason to have james on the pod but james has gotten in, he's a leader in the clubhouse on the season predictions successfully predicting a, a late sam one winner so congratulations for that james i uh I, I just feel like this one was probably the easiest prediction of the season jeff it's, a, it's, uh, it's kind let's of let's not overstate it. for a joke category uh almost got the jordan Rhodes won the first game of the season <laughs> And you've already bagged Sam Winnell. So it's, it, it, I mean, maybe it's a free space at this point for uh, knowledgeable Sheffield Wednesday fans. Just have to uh, predict the most obvious and most uh, obnoxious thing possible to happen. It's easy. But uh, we do have to start with thumbs up and mine is more of the same in the first half. I thought the first half were the, it was very similar to the Plymouth game, I thought they came out, they they pushed up against Oxford, pressed them, cut the ball off in the midfield well, distributed to the wings well, created chances well. Um, there was an early goal in there. I, I guess the difference is they didn't get a second 
they conceded at the end of the first half instead of the start of the second half. But those are those are minor uh, minor variations on the theme. I thought generally uh, they played pretty well in the first half. Very similar squad out there, and yeah, you know, for a team pretty uh, <laughs> for a team that was pretty close to them in the table for a game they really uh, really had to. I don't want to say had to win. But it was important to win at this at this point in the season, given when they, where they are on the table uh, relative to the playoff positions and Oxford specifically. I thought they came out and and did what I would want them to do. And really, up until well, up until thirty seconds past the Josh Windass goal, I thought that everything was was just a nice free flowing continuation from uh, from the Plymouth game, James. Yeah, I mean, look, our, our thumbs up, Jeff, are very similar because I think I used one word and it was interplay. Um, not only was it a very similar squad, it was the same starting eleven uh, that began against Oxford as began against Plymouth, which is something that just doesn't happen for Wednesday. So they did, they absolutely took that kind of that good fluid form forward into the game, and um, I completely agree. It's, it we we commented while we were watching that it finally looked like we had a have a team that know where each other actually are on a football pitch, which might seem like one of the basic requirements but um you know the passing was crisp the uh, the movement was good the awareness uh, the positional awareness just just seemed to be a step change different from from what we've seen in in weeks prior to the Plymouth game so yeah i i would agree with that i, mean, I think the first half um i mean we could have scored two or three easily um just with you know slightly sharper finishing and another example somebody... of more of the same <laughs> Yeah, I mean, then more of the same thing comes in because, you know, several people wickedly remarked, we're going to regret not finishing this. And uh, and lo and behold, we did and we did and we did again. And, and we can talk about that in a minute, but let's let's stick to the positive. Um, the back three with pressing an overload at the right times with Marvin Johnson um, and Liam Palmer moving up the flanks. It worked well. You know, there was there was good balance in the team. Um, there's just no question whatsoever that when you've got Luongo and Bannon, it releases Bannon to be more creative. And Luongo just simply is more incisive and, and more effective at breaking up play and, and moving the ball forward quickly. You know, his speed of release is, is fantastic. The other player that I'll give real credit to, particularly in the first half, I thought Lee Gregory did a great job of leading the line. Really, you know, when you watch him play, you realize that he's got a lot of the characteristics of an old school center forward. You know, he uses his body so well to shield the ball. Um, he can hold off two, three players at a time, and he brings other players into the play, and that that was really effective with um, with the overlaps and with the crosses that we were able to get into the box. The fact that we didn't take advantage of them then leads us on to, uh, to obviously the reason why we're not quite so psyched and pumped as uh, as we should be about this result. Yes, uh, my thumbs down is more of the same in the second half, and we've certainly seen this trip before. Uh, both Wednesday conceding immediately after scoring an important goal. And Wednesday conceding a goal eight off a set piece to lose. <laughs> Just play yeah, the which, um, which links to my thumbs down, Jeff, which is no bloody headers. Um, yeah, a recurring I mean, theme on the podcast. A recurring theme on the podcast. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we can make this an in memoriam for Paddy Jones segment um, <laughs> because I know his, it's his favourite line. You know, we've got nobody in the back three that can actually head the ball. Well, yeah, he was right. I don't remember I mean, that... during his time at Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Sam Wendell being a great header of the ball, but... <laughs> Although he has, he's kind of he's reduced the hairline, hasn't he, or shaved his head mm. or something. So maybe that helps with his uh, with his contact. But the I mean the first goal, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The, the first Oxford goal just before half time, 
it's a good ball into the box. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good pullback. The delivery is smart, but it's an unchallenged header on the edge of the six-yard box. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing special about the positioning. There's just simply the fact that we don't cut out a ball into the box first ball. Um, you look at the third goal and, and the Sam Winnell header, and, and again, it's an unchallenged header from a corner, which we've seen repetitively over over recent months. So the second one, the second one was the worst. It absolutely should have been dealt with in the box better than it was. Should should never have got through to be a shot. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, Peacock Farrell kind of spills the ball, and and it's a scramble. But Darren Moore, in his post match comments, um, you know, I think just had his hand up and said, look, we're just not winning first balls in the air. And, and when you don't, and when they're in the d- danger zone, then lo and behold, you can see goals. And and to be fair, you can see with the um, the moves that we're making in the transfer window that we are trying to correct for it. But it's it, there's no way we can mount any sort of competitive uh, approach in this league if we're, <laughs> if we're just conceding silly goals from corners like we did to win them. Yeah, I don't. I do want to mention uh, Josh Windass since we didn't mention him outside of the fact that he scored a goal. He's like he probably just needs to move into the starting lineup at this point. But man, he is such a incredibly useful like super sub to the last half hour, based on when he can come on and just when the defense starts to get a little leggy. He's very direct. It just. You know, he can play, take the ball back to ball, back to, uh, the ball back to goal. He can take it and see, you know, he can run, make a run off the line. He's just the different things he can do. He's like unmarkable at that point. Um, yeah. You um, know what? I had a slightly different take on Windus, mm-hmm. um, principally because he came on, you know, pretty early in the second half. Um, and that's, you know, I think we, we were all saying that we needed something at that point. And, and he came on. And I think provided it with his first touch for the second time in two games. Yeah. You know? And it was such a well-worked goal. I mean, we need to come back to how well-worked the first goal was because that mm-hmm. that move that led to Bannon's finish was exquisite. Yeah. But but the second goal, you know, the dummy, the rapid ball back in behind, and then the quality of his finish, you know, low into the bottom corner, it's it's sensational. What was interesting with Windows is you didn't really see much of him in the game after that. Mm-hmm. For for the remainder of kind of the half hour, 35 minutes that he's on the pitch, I think maybe there was one other time when he really kind of carried a threat um, pretty late and in, in maybe even in injury time after the 90th minute. So I, I, I just wonder if kind of that lack of fitness, that lack of match sharpness, he may well be well served coming off the bench for a few more games before he's he's truly kind of ready to go on there and maraud from, uh, from the first whistle. Um, but I, I think what he does show is that when he's when he's sharp, his quality is way, way ahead of, of the rest of this league. Um, yeah. And if if we could realize that week in, week out, then we probably would have far less problems than we do. Another thing that just occurred to me, I, I tried to memory hold this game already to an extent, is that I think it's a thumbs down too. It, like outside of Windass, the substitutions were not particular. Like I had forgotten that Jaden Brown, I know he's been he's been hurt, was like even on this team. And when he when he was brought on, the the radio Sheffield commenter said, Oh, well, he's a, they're bringing him on for defense. He's a better defender. And I'm like, mm. and then like within a minute of coming on, just got completely beat down the uh, left-hand side. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a great half, did he? Um, got beat, lost his man at the corner for the win or goal. And um, also missed a chance, which I mean, okay, the ball's high, but it, it just looked easier for him just to knock it into an unguarded net and yeah. somehow managed to yeah. stuff it wider. And, you know, that that's kind of the frustration with this game because Wednesday gave Oxford a ton of chances and gave away some really soft goals. 
But if we'd finished, you know, a little bit more emphatically, I mean, Lee Gregory had a, a header second half that he just puts, I think, straight at the keeper, and then another one he puts just wide. They're kind of ch- get goals you'd expect him to be getting. I mean, there was no reason why Wednesday couldn't have got three, four goals and have been out of sight in that game, just with a little bit sharper finishing. Um, it's kind of Keegan ball, isn't it? You know, we we know we're soft at the back, but right. if we aren't sharper up front, then we're we've only got ourselves to blame. And it's it's a game we should have won, um, and instead we come away nursing a three-two defeat. And we've lost two games against Oxford this season. I mean, you said in the uh, the intro, Jeff. You know, this is a game that it was a six, you know, promotion six-pointer. We needed to win against Oxford United. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to them; they're a tidy little club. But goodness me, we should be. We should be putting teams away like that without too much trouble. That's and the thing. Right? So we're, on the, them in the we're on the second swing through the league now, and I can't think of a team that's certainly teams that have looked better than Wednesday, mostly because we've been abjectly awful at different points in the season. But there's no one in this league you're like, all right, that's, uh, I mean, even Plymouth now don't really look like that team anymore. Um, I know Sunderland obviously might be, they might be a, a little bit of a purple patch at this point. But really, on balance, you think there's no team that came in here and you're just like, "Wow, that's a that's a clear clear cut uh, promotion chaser from locked on for automatic or anything like that." There's no team of that quality. It's a uh, there, there, there are teams that that clearly are you know affected. I mean, the, the and... table the table doesn't lie, despite what Jose Mourinho says. There are teams <laughs> that are going to be promoted this year out of this league, but yeah. not 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 at this point. It doesn't. Um, and look, you know, Wigan, Rotherham. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying Rotherham. Sunderland. I mean, know, honestly, Rotherham are probably the best team ones. I know Wednesday beat them, but they look significantly. But, but this is the point, though, Jeff. You know, we, we've beaten Rotherham. We beat Sunderland at home convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, we beat Plymouth at home convincingly, despite the fact that we looked abject against them when we played them in the league down at, uh, at Home Park. Um, Wigan, we beat away, and, you know, they're an ugly, bulky team, but they're nothing special. Mm. So no, there's the, I think this is the greatest frustration. There, there is nothing to fear in this league. It is League One. You know, let's not. We're not playing against the giants of British football here. We're well resourced. Arguably, we can spend more money than almost anyone else in this league. What we fail not actually do, allowed to, but can spend more money. <laughs> we we can spend more money on wages, not on yeah, on yeah. fees. Yes. Um, the sum of the parts just has not delivered a team that can convincingly get the flow of results that are required to get out of this league. You know, when you come to this dynamic of a performance like Plymouth, and we were saying just before we started recording, you know, I had this gut feel that, yeah, maybe we are turning a corner here. There's there's the spark of a team. And then even with a good first half performance against Oxford, we let ourselves down in such a predictable and such a soft way. It's, um, it's just the way the season is going to run. And yet we are only whatever it is. Is it six points off the playoffs yeah. You know, with a game in hand? So it, it's still within our grasp, but this is a yeah. playoff season at best. As it's I mean, you know, at the, at the outside that this, that it was like, I had just assumed it wasn't exactly the same lineup because it never is week to week, but they might be actually getting some stability in there. And obviously it won't, I won't be at the weekend. I would expect, I believe story was on the bench. I expect he'll be in the, uh, in the match day squad on Saturday, and during that they have two matches coming up. I think you'll see probably all of the uh, all of the players that got brought in over the last week uh, in blue and white over the next couple of games. And we should talk about those players. So let's take a break. We come back. We will do the Wednesday news, which is mostly transfer news because there's still another ooh few. 
stays left in the window. Welcome back. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And I have a bone to pick with Patty Jones, who is, who is not on the podcast this week. I have a bone to pick with Patty most weeks, but especially this week, because we were doing the news last week. All we want to do is talk about Danny Bath. And I'm like, Patty, isn't there a, isn't there a player from Preston that Wednesday are interested in? I can't remember his name, but you didn't put it in the doc. It's like, oh, no, that's just a rumor. And literally 24 hours later, Jordan's story arrived on loan to Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah. Next time, listen to me, Patty. I am, I am, I am ITK sometimes. This as much as anybody this time of year. I don't know a ton about him. If I'm perfectly honest, uh, the photo they used in the in the tweet, it just he has massive thighs. He has like the thighs of a central defender, so like, that's a good sign. Only twenty four, six foot two. I'm not sure what it says about the the first thing you noticed about a new signing is that he has massive thighs. I mean, well, maybe the it was picture just they showed was like him, like I don't know if he was like reaching out to kick uh, a ball or something, but yeah, just big thighs. As long as he was reaching out to kick a ball. Um, mm. The thing I noticed about his photo was his face. He looks about 14. How old? 24, how old supposedly. Is Jordan's story. 24. Yeah. Wow, he'd struggle to get served in most pubs in England, even in a post-lockdown uh, party. Uh, embracing environment he's been, he's been fairly regularly in their squad this year so it's interesting that he's out on loan he's got a uh, 17 league appearances for them so 29 last year it's kind of interesting isn't it that you know where we find ourselves that we're loaning players from preston north end <laughs> for 12 months on um i mean I, and that's no disrespect i know that he's uh, he's got a great reputation he is you know a young player with uh, with good prospects but um isn't it strange where we've uh, where we found ourselves in the football pyramid right now. Well, uh, no stranger to Sheffield Wednesday fans. Also on loan, this one from Birmingham City, although we'll probably know him best from Brentford, Harley Dean. Harley Dean. You yeah. know what? I, I actually, um, I wasn't really paying attention yesterday, right? When, uh, when this mm-hmm. was announced. And, um, you know, first of all, it was welcome to Wednesday Harley. And I'm like, Flaminella, are we are we doing some kind of uh, you know promotional tie-in, um, which would be actually better than doing it with a fake taxi firm. Um, but as soon as I read into it, I got a little bit excited here. I mean, like Harley Dean is a name that it, it registers with me as a brute force central mm-hmm. defender, central defender who has really actually really annoyed me in the championship yeah. for like four or five years. Like whenever we've come up against him at Brentford and then at Birmingham, he he tends to have a reasonably good game. You know, he's, I think he's, he's picked up a few goals. He's, um, he's a big guy, you know, he, he's, this, we, we, everything we were saying in the first half of the show, Jeff, about not winning the first ball in the air. Mm-hmm. He's the sort of guy you kind of bank on to, to win the first header. So um, yeah. I, I wasn't really expecting Wednesday to go after a player like that. And it seems like a smart move by Darren Moore to, to pick up a really kind of physical dominant central mm-hmm. defender. Now, there are flaws to his game. And I know that both at Brentford and at Birmingham, um, there've been question marks raised about, you know, whether he can go on a real run of, of consistent form. But if Wednesday can, um, can get a decent spell out of the second half of the season in league one, I mean, he's a championship grade center back. So that's, that's pretty, a pretty yeah. shrewd move. I think. I do just want to point out also an actual center back. <laughs> An actual center back, yes, somebody who has trained both, as a center back, both, plays yes, as a center back, is story and Dean. Yes, uh, 
you know, Dean something like 500 league appearances at center back. And he's only 30. He's, he's younger than you think. I mean, we've sort of, over the course of the New York Owls history, probably seen him twice a year, every year. But um, he, uh, you know, I know that came up through Southampton's youth uh, system way back when. So certainly the, the, the pedigree here is what you want in your league one center back. Uh, so that is, that is nice to see. Yeah. I mean, look, if this wasn't Wednesday, what you would say would be, you know, he's going to slot straight into the side. He's going to play the last 18 or 19 games of the season consistently. He's going to be a wall of a central defender. Um, he'll stabilize the back three and this new system that Wednesday are playing is now going to become effective. Um, he'll probably get injured after 15 minutes on Saturday and then go back to Birmingham City and uh, and that'll be it. Um, but, you know, I, I like the intent. I like the fact that I mean, they, they, they'll be paying a pretty wage for him. Um, he has taken a step down. I'm sure he could have got another game in the championship somewhere. Um, so, yeah, fair play to Wednesday. This this isn't a bad move. It does remind me sort of, uh, of the Aiden Flint move and hopefully it will not end the same way. What, with him scoring... Against us for the team that I mean, eventually it will probably end with him scoring against us, James, because that's how the story always ends. Did Aiden never actually score again? I feel like that's how it ends. I think of Aiden McGeady, maybe. I might be mixing it up. Yeah, or maybe Sam Winnell. We will round out the trio of incoming loanies with the striker, uh, Tyrese John Jules. I will, I will leave the red dwarf jokes to you, James, because I'm, I'm familiar with the show and I've not watched it in any. uh, any great capacity, but he is a nephew, not uh, not son of Danny John Jules, which means that he's now just going to be known as Cat. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean the uh, the the irony being that it took Cat three million years to uh, to evolve <laughs> from uh, the uh, the pregnant Cat of uh, of Lister. Um, but anyway, um, hopefully the second generation John Jules will be. Um, as entertaining, as humorous, but also slightly more effective at football than the um, the Red Dwarf cast were um, in my youth. But I've got to say, Jeff, I know absolutely nothing about this kid. Um, apart from the fact that he's got a famous uncle, I know nothing about his pedigree and his background at, at Arsenal. So, uh, so tell me a little bit more. So I asked my Arsenal friend, uh, Arsenal fan friend about him and basically came back with... Uh, very talented, can't stay fit. So my response was, oh, I'll fit right in at Wednesday. Uh, Patty dug up some uh, deeper notes. A very highly rated uh, youth player there, uh, you know, the under 18s, the under 23s, played England at every level, youth as well. Uh, loaned him out probably a little bit too early uh, to the lower leagues. He's been on loan at a... Lincoln City, Doncaster Rovers, and most recently Blackpool, and like suffered a bunch of uh, injuries playing in the lower level football. He only has six months left on his contract, so this could be a situation where maybe uh, Wednesday are looking at, at a, like a like a loan to not not a loan to buy in this case, but looking to maybe bring him on full time after the season, and they don't have to pay a fee, which they can't actually do. Uh, and it might be Arsenal doing him a bit of a solid by giving him uh, opportunity to get a little more game action under him just to get that next contract uh, for his style fast very skillful and a bit lightweight can play across the front line uh, needs a run of games <laughs> and my favorite part of the of the uh the scouting report is i'm a bit tentative i think we sent you a few bums on loan in the past 
This is from your Arsenal supporting mate. This is from Paddy's Arsenal supporting mate. Oh, Paddy's Arsenal supporting mate. I'm trying to remember who who have we had on loan from Arsenal in the past. Um, um, uh, Emmy Martinez. That was a was, long time ago. Yes, not good for us, but it's turned into quite a not good, good uh, not good for us, but it was Premier League and international game. goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, that that that. I mean, whatever we did helped yeah. him in some way. Um, was a phobie from Arsenal when we had him? Oh, he might have been. That's a good shout. I don't remember. That is something I can look up on Wikipedia, which I of course have open. Uh, yes, well, yes, what? it was Benicafobi. That's uh, yeah. Uh, again, he turned out okay. He did another. Uh, where is he? He's on loan at Millwall right now. This is no, quite, uh, really so one, two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So, are you familiar with uh, Luke's game from the Football Ramble? Uh, it doesn't doesn't ring a lot of bells for me. So but what they I have do is they, uh, they will name a player. They'll tell you how many clubs he played for, and you have to bid against each other. Name that tune style. Of how many clubs it. you can name play that name that he played uh, played, but name that he played for. Are we playing? All, this I just want to ask you, Benicafobe, twenty eight years old. How many clubs? How many different clubs do you think he's played for? I'm going to go with eleven. Twelve. Oof. Okay. Played for twelve clubs. How many can you name? Uh, well, Arsenal and Sheffield Wednesday. That's two. Wolves. Three. Stoke. Four. Millwall. Five. I can give you that one. <laughs> you clearly did not know. Millwall uh, twice. Two loan spells in Millwall, 2013 th- and presently. Does that take me to six? It takes you to five. It takes me to five. Okay. Oh, crap. Um, Crystal Palace. No. I think I would have gotten, I think I could have gotten a sixth one here. Because I do remember where he went on loan after Wednesday was MK Dons. So MK Dons is six. Everybody goes to MK Dons after Wednesday. Uh, Huddersfield Town, Reading, Bolton Wanderers, Burnmouth, Bristol City, and uh, uh, I never pronounced this right. I think, I believe it's Trabzonspor in Turkey. Of course. I mean, you know, most well-traveled players have spent Mm. at least three months in Turkey. Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Currently at loan and Millwall, still under, on the books at Stoke City. Okay, well, I mean, look, in that context, then Paddy's Arsenal supporting mate is not entirely wrong. They have sent us a few bums, or at least players that didn't reach their full prowess in a Wednesday shirt. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is Arsenal or any other team's fault. <laughs> uh, I don't remember if we talked about this last week or not, because that's at the point in my life where I am at the moment. But uh, Alex Hunt back out on loan to... Uh, he said, of course, the... First half of the season at Grimsby Town, if I remember correctly. Uh, scored a nice uh, free kick in extra time there. Uh, came back to Sheffield Wednesday briefly, is now back out on loan at Oldham Athletic. So sure enough, getting him. Again, I don't know if we talked about this last week. We might have. I know we mentioned, uh, I believe we mentioned him signing a new contract. So we may have actually mentioned. I think it didn't. He spent one too. week back in our youth system, didn't he? And scored yeah. a very nice free kick for us as yes. well as, uh, as the one he scored for Grimsby. Um, Question, Jeff, is John Sheridan again the manager at Oldham? Because he is, he, he yes, is, for the he seventh is usually time, I believe, every, yes. Every other six months, I forget yeah, exactly no, what's like. He is back at Oldham now, yes. I, oh, good. I did notice good. that come across my uh, Twitter feed in the last few weeks. So we can expect Alex Hunt to come back instead of being, a, you know, quite a thin, not necessarily physical <laughs> centre midfielder to be, you know, a little bit more set let's put it that way, and also with a hard drinking culture and uh, and the sort of attitude that scores winning goals in cup finals. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess 
I guess this makes sense too. I, I don't think he's cracking the midfield as currently comprised and is mostly healthy. And we will move on to the end of January. And it is the end of January. And for the first time in three months, we will remember to talk about who is Wednesday's player of the month in the month of January. Uh, Marvin Johnson. It's a good shout. Uh, I know he only played two games, I think. I was going to say Massimo Luongo because mm. he was very good in those two games. He well, he. I mean, he's the player that's probably made the biggest difference to Wednesday. Are, are we actually speculating here, Jeff, or has it been announced? I guess no. It's not the end of January. It's only January twenty seventh or whatever. Oh, very um, true. I think we're, we're this is the, so. This is the part where we decide who we would vote for, and then next week we'll discuss who. Oh, won. how exciting! Okay, yeah, so we're making content. a prediction based on yeah. our analytical appraisal yes. of Wednesday's first month of two thousand twenty two. Okay. Yeah. Do um, you want? Do you want the uh, the results for the month? They're not, uh, uh, they're not they're not particularly pretty obviously there was the loss most recently to oxford i guess uh there's one more game to be fair saturday is the 30th so still a chance to get i, I don't know when voting could be closes. a difference maker mm, could be a difference maker but uh yeah so one nil loss to shrewsbury four two win against plymouth three two loss to oxford mm, still mm. a month um yeah, nobody covered themselves in glory at Shrewsbury, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess I pointed out Luongo only played two games. They only played three games. So, <laughs> Yeah, so far so good for Luongo, I would say. Uh, hmm. Actually, I would say so far so good for Josh Windus as well. Yeah, um, that's a fetch. I mean, he's only played 45 minutes of the 270, but again. You know what? Jack Hunt hasn't had a bad... Oh, yeah, month. Jack Hunt's played well too, yeah. Good balls in. Uh, he's been Liam aggressive. Palmer's been good too. Yeah, except I know we keep signaling out the defenders and yeah, crap yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Bailey Peacock Farrell, that's for sure. No. Um, Barry Bannon hasn't been bad. They've all Although been in okay. Fairness, in they? fairness to Peacock Farrell, I thought he played well in the Shrewsbury game to keep it at one 0 and keep Wednesday in it. But against Shrewsbury, I guess, well, it's who they play, James. I don't know what to tell you. Ah. Uh, yeah, I know. This is existence, Jeff. It's uh, it's all about just being here in this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I'm gonna gonna go back and say I, I think Marvin Johnson's had a pretty That's good month. Right. Apart from the fact I, that he's been, I didn't, I didn't, I would never have thought of it when you until you said it. But yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Except for the fact that he's been part of the back three that's been so... Yeah. He's not a centre-back, James. He's a winger. <laughs> I, I could have told you that, but can someone tell Darren Moore that? What's up with uh with Brennan not getting in? Like I know he's, I thought he's like I, I get that he's a younger player, but I thought he's generally looked okay. He's tall. He is tall. I mean, we don't know whether tall equates to being able to actually head the ball. Sure. Um, we we all lived through the Eddie Newhue era. I guess that the the problem is that if we're playing a back, th- you know, a centre back back three, mm-hmm. I don't know that he's the left sided centre back that you play in that three five two. Right, I do wonder if we're overthinking the three-five-two at this point, but um, and I guess kind of if you're going to accommodate Luongo and Bannon, then you tend to play maybe more of a you know a winger on the left side of midfield. So yeah, I mean it's he's a good player. You can play Bannon and Luongo as a double pivot in a four-two-three-one, and that's probably how they would play if they. uh... Because you're not going to play Bannon in the further forward spot. That's going to be Windass or Patterson or. it's Maybe not Patterson like based so, on recent or, yeah. evidence, is it? Because he's just not getting in the side. Yeah, left wing back. Yeah, yeah, or, or maybe occasional, you know, decoy yeah. centre back. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> My God. What a crazy month it's been. Yeah, Massimo <laughs> Luongo. Let's call it that. Let's call yeah. Massimo Luongo, uh, Al's America's January Player of the Month. We have some, some Youth Cup news. Under-18's run finally came to an end in the Youth FA Cup against Blackburn, uh, losing 2-1 away. That's, that was a bit of fun. But a bit of fun midweek football that, that the uh, main team was not providing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, kudos to the under 18s and their uh, their foray in the cup. And I think a few fans went up there to Blackburn today as well, and yeah. um, and kind of gave them some support as well, which is great for them. I mean, look, despite all of the dark times of the last few years, occasionally our younger teams have actually been the uh, the ray of hope. So yeah. Once again, yeah, let's hope that we can actually turn the, some of those players into league a few years ago while we were doing this podcast, as I recall. They did, and then we didn't really manage to turn that team into much of anything apart from sell them all to Celtic. So, yeah. um, oh no, we didn't resell them; we just let them go at the end of their <laughs> contracts. But yeah, let's let's see if we can do better this time Wednesday. On we go. And because we do love a uh, a random local competition here on the Owls. Americast. I did notice when going over the over the news for the week, the under 17s are out of the group stage for the Claret Cup, or sorry, Claret's Cup. So this is a this is founded by Burnley for your for under 17 players. It looks like it's a group stage and then a knockout stage. And they got, I, I assume they won their group stage. The under 17s drew with Blackburn and then beat Salford, Mansfield, and Bradford. Well. Kudos to them. The Claret's Cup. So Burnley created a cup and then named it after themselves. Yes. That's extremely I don't know if it's like like the cow. Again, I know nothing of English geography. How close is Wednesday to Burnley? It's only about 25 miles, but it's over the Pennines. Maybe it's a a regional regional thing. I don't know how close any of those clubs are to each other. So I mean, I'm I'm probably slightly underestimating it. It's probably more like 35 miles. But Mm -hmm. anyway, the... um, the point being, they all basically exist in a cluster between like the northwest side of Manchester and mm-hmm. the, uh, I guess, the north northwest side of Sheffield as well. So, yeah, it's fair, fair enough. I get it. Um, I thought you were right. going to talk about some kind of, you know, like schools based non-league tournament in Sheffield, Jeff. And then I could really get excited as a newly founded member of uh, Hallam FC. Well, my, I believe uh, Hallam FC trouble. does play in like the Yorkshire Cup, right? That Wednesday don't actually play in. I'm sure they do. They're a whole lot more fun to support as well because they're winning and they're uh, they're yeah. getting great gates and they're um, they're doing a really really nice job of engaging their fan base. Justin, unfortunately, is not on the call, so I can't bait him with that as a signed up member of Sheffield FC. But that's a, a totally different point. I searched for uh, <laughs> I searched for Yorkshire County Cup, and there is. <laughs> uh, there's apparently a uh, West Riding County Cup, a North Riding Cup, and an East Riding Cup. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to get your ridings muddled up. Mm. There's also a Sheffield and Hallamshire CFA Cup of some sort. That would be the County Football Association. Yeah, it's taking me to SheffieldFA.com. So here we go. Uh, you got the Saturday Senior Cup, the Sunday Senior Cup, Saturday Junior Cup, Sunday Junior Cup, the Association Cup. That's what I want. Let's check out the uh, the Sheffield and Hallamshire. Okay, so it looks like they just uh, did the quarterfinals before the holiday period. Uh, and the semifinals are set. It's a Denneby Main JFC, AFC Dronfield, Pennistone Church Reserves, 
And the South MSAW United Services first into the semis. Cracking stuff, yeah. <laughs> Peniston Church Reserves are, uh, are definitely going to uh, to pass through and win that, I think. Oh. Uh, Denby Main don't have a chance. Yeah. They beat uh, they the Athersley Recreation FC development team 4-1 uh, to one in the quarters. Athersley Rec, yeah, that sounds about right. Jeff, we've got to get you over to South Yorkshire, mate. You... Um, you would have a field day with the mm-hmm. intricacies of the strange local setups. I thought you were suggesting I could get into some of these squads. Uh, maybe not for the podcast listeners, Jeff, but mm. I'm happy to talk to you afterwards about it. I mean, there's probably <laughs> some very, very interesting dynamics going on there in terms of which uh, which plumber has played for all four of the uh, quarterfinalists in the yeah. Sheffield and Hallamshire FA. All right. Now on to uh, a slightly better standard of competition although maybe just slightly our previous for our league one matches for the Debatable. coming week yeah justin is not here as you are, are well aware at this point justin has sent me his previews though so we have that for going for us so i will i will muddle through as best i can if switch town another promotion six pointer they're in eighth place uh have won four of their last five they're second in the forum table they are, of course, the Tractor Boys. Uh, Paul Cook, who is the manager, I believe, the first time around, was fired early in December. Uh, Kieran McKenna from Northern Ireland has taken over uh, at the start of the festive period, and they're on a 4-1-1 and since run since then. He's the academy coach at Man U, was the assistant manager under Mourinho, and then Ole Gunnar Skolshar. Uh, 35 years old. They play uh, what you would expect, uh, a possession-based style on the ground, short passes, a 3-4-1-2, so very similar to how Wednesday will probably set up at the weekend. Some players to watch out for. Uh, Their top goal scorer is uh, Macaulay Bon, who is on loan from QPR. He's got 12 goals and two assists. And then uh, a veteran midfield of West Burns and Sone Aluko. Also, uh, I did not realize there is, you know, what former Wednesday player is going to score a late goal to beat us this week, James. What former Wednesday player is now playing for uh, Ipswich for Town? Ipswich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? He was so effective that I'm blanking on his name, but I know his first name is Matt. Yes. Second, no, his second name is Penny. Yes, there you Matt go. Penny. Yeah. I'm sure he he may well do so. The way that Justin's preview describes them, they they sound so well drilled and well organised that they could only possibly beat us by playing fluid football and not by hiding behind our fecking goalkeeper. Mm. Um, so hopefully, and we did notice this on Saturday, by the way. We were um, I should have mentioned this earlier on. We had our first major meetup in the football factory in New York for months on end, thanks to Omicron. Um, and we noticed during the second half that Wednesday centre-backs kept yelling at Bailey Peacock-Farrell and pointing out who was behind him. Mm. So they have finally cottoned on to what happened at Ipswich. So um, let's hope <laughs> oh, that I Saturday forgot, doesn't like, bring any sort game. of recreation. I, I don't remember the actual... I remember the, all the bad losses, but I don't remember the... Uh, the that particularly ridiculous that goal that we conceded game. in the 92nd yeah. minute, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, that doesn't... Goal we conceded in the 92nd minute does not narrow it down, James. <laughs> Stupid goal we conceded in the 92nd minute. Also, um, does not, no, not helping. Doesn't help. Not, doesn't helping. Help. not helping. Stupid goal no. that we considered by a failure of our own making in the 92nd minute? Nope. I mean, getting okay. clo- you, you're slowly uh, cleaving off some of the... Stupid goal that we conceded yeah. by a failure of our own making in the 92nd minute that went viral and had the whole football world laughing at our goalkeeper. 
All right, closer. Uh, that is Ipswich Town. We will now move on to uh, Morecambe. Did I put, why did he, I thought it's Burton. Why did he put Morecambe in this preview? I'm pretty sure I've it's got Burton. I've no idea because we're, we're playing Burton. Well, according to my <laughs> document that you wrote, Jeff, it's Burton. I looked at it. I'm pretty sure it's Burton is the midweek game, but I will go back and check this. Oh, it is Morecambe. Wow, he's on the ball more than I am. All right, it is it is it is the shrimps once again. There's not birds. Hey, what well, we are we are on top form tonight, aren't we? We actually have no Look, idea. It doesn't matter playing. what I said at the outset of the show as long as it's the actually the right game. I mean, if it was if it was more if it was Burton, I would have just previewed the Morecambe game. If it was like next Saturday anyway, or a week from Saturday. Uh, another one at Hillsborough. Morecambe are twenty first overall. They have conceded the most goals in the league. They are. Uh, it looks uh, two, two, and eight on the road with a minus twelve gold difference, and currently twelfth in the form table. They have won their most recent match. It is their fifteenth season in the football league, the first in League One. They're one of two sides never to be relegated. Yeah, uh, I think that that trend may well change. Um, Jeff, I'm going to make the preview as simple as this: mm. if we can't beat Morecambe at Hillsborough, we can pack up and call the season quits. Mm. This is the first time they played them this year, right? This calendar year, yes, we lost at Morecambe earlier right. on in the actual season. Um, despite the fact that we, I think we had like 20 shots to their one. Oh, that, I do remember that game. Yes, yes, they scored a little, again, uh, BPF flapped at a goal in like the 70th minute or something. Yeah, it spoiled another the ones that stayed out to the main beer company for me. Um, yeah, Look, I mean, Morecambe, I don't think, are going to pull up any trees this season. They don't have the um, best funded squad. They are clearly a team that is punching well above their weight and um they're in a relegation scrap all of their resources should win the game so i i think ipswich is a is a totally different test you know ipswich are a a talented team they probably underperformed in the first half of the season they should be there or thereabouts in the playoff positions morecambe is a team that that's just basic that's three points if wednesday don't get then we are falling way 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 behind the back because uh Justin does like it when I note players to watch in case they actually do something. Uh, Cole Stockton, their center forward, 17 goals this year. So keep an eye out for him. And those are the previews. Do we have any other business? Uh, nothing particularly front of mind, Jeff. Um, apart from the fact that meetups are beginning to happen again. I mean, the mm-hmm. uh, the New Orleans Owls have been valiantly meeting down at Finn McCool's for, for weeks on end. But as I just alluded to, the New York Owls are back. Uh, we had a, um, a sort of, uh, it was like a 10-year reunion where we, we got some of the originals down. There was a notably uh, lacking gentleman with a flowing black beard from Connecticut. But apart yeah, from that, been finishing um, we had... Um, we had people who uh, pretty much had all had COVID in the last two weeks and therefore were feeling rebellious and able to come and hang out in our uh, particularly infectious ba- basement. But so far, so good. I'm testing negative. I mean, it was an awesome experience to uh, to get seven or eight people back down into the Fort Factory in New York. So um, I think slowly but surely we are beginning to get back on the track towards uh, being able to get our groups together again, which is fabulous. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be uh, a little more... Uh stable by the time the uh, OA away day comes around which we may or may not have been making some uh, carefully crafted plans which will mm. no doubt only see past about 8 p.m on the friday evening on april the 1st <laughs> but uh, we spent a lot of time thinking about yes. what we think we're okay. going to do on the saturday we'll see how that goes much like uh much like wednesday's plans it only lasts for about the first 15 minutes of the match or so 
This is an episode 164 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. I'll take a deep breath before I do the, uh, the rest of the spiel. Our podcast intro and bumper is our fellow Wednesday nights forever to the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask you rate and review the show. That helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. James is on Twitter at Manhattan Owl. James, what is your, uh, now that they're canning again, what is the beer you most look forward to having at Rockaway? Uh, they do a Imperial Stout, which I understand you're phasing out of for the winter, Jeff, called I, I, I still Nights. have a lot more of them to drink, if I'm all. I, 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 have, I have some that I can bottle condition for another year, but I do still have a few more to get through, but this one I get burned out on them, yeah. Well, the, these ones are can condition, but they are, it's still an, as Imperial Stouts go, it's 12%. Um, Strong. It's, um, it's roasted cocoa nibs and vanilla. Mm-hmm. It is the smoothest stout I found around, and it is a wonderful nightcap as you're heading into the weekend. So um, I would say I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I've got four cans in my fridge. So, uh, so that may actually be where I'm going just now. Uh, I am on Twitter at Jeff Federnostro. I will probably have another porter and we will see you next week. <laughs>